Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We've got so much show, I don't even know if we'll be able to fit it into one episode. We've got James Gunn fired from Guardians 3 and all the San Diego Comic-Con news. Iron Fist, The Gifted, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cloak and Dagger, Spidey, and so much more. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I uh, would never speak over the at least the intro of David Bowie. I have to speak over him at some point. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm Christian Blatt, joined by our friend Zia Anderson. I almost, I want to start calling you Zia Landerson you because that is your uh, that is your Instagram. Yes. I'm kind of into that. I've okay. been deciding more and more that I'm not sure how I like my last name with my first name. Maybe I'll just start going by Zia Land. Zia Land. Right. There's definitely some kind of Zoolander parody that yeah, could go in there. Right. Uh, it's just the two of us tonight because uh, Amy and Carrie uh, are way cooler than either of us I'm and so went to Comic Con. And um, we do have a video from Amy that I will share with you. But uh, due to some formatting, I'm going to have to play it on my phone and put it up to the microphone. But uh, we will talk about all the Comic-Con news momentarily. If you are watching live, please join us in the chat. We have a very spirited conversation going on in the chat. Zia is keeping a close eye on it. Uh, Some of the chat has been about topics we will cover. And then uh, there's also a kind of heated conversation about the Titans trailer, but that's not for this show. <laughs> we can't comment on it. Wrong, We're not, wrong one. It's like <laughs> Pulp Fiction. I don't even have an opinion, okay? There you go. Uh, but uh, something that we should start with before we dive into all the fun and exciting San Diego Comic-Con news was the uh, surprising revelation that James Gunn has been fired from Guardians 3, which is interesting because he was in the middle of writing it. So I don't quite know what that means you know, is somebody else going to take over the script? Are they going to start over? That doesn't seem like the Disney way to uh, do all that money. Yeah, you know, to just, you know, keep the money. We'll get somebody else to write it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about sort of the, where the movie goes in a second. But the background is that he has, he's apologized for several times, uh, tweets that are, you know, eight, nine years old. And, you know, obviously you can certainly isolate the tweets and you look at them and you go like, oh, these are terrible things. Now, he was joking. But the problem is that ultimately this is Disney. And if there's even a whiff of anything improper to do with children, you uh, just you you can't let it slide. You know, I mean, you have to act pretty swiftly on this. And uh, as we saw with the Roseanne tweet from about a month ago, uh, Disney doesn't drag their feet. Now, Zia, you and I were talking about this beforehand. Yeah, I I don't think he should have been fired. I also think that if that was going to be that much of an issue, do your research before you hire somebody. Right. And if it's going to be a problem, don't hire them. I think that I agree in that they should just never have hired him. If they saw that and they're like, look, that could really be a problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't quite know. You know, and it's, it's another example of, 
Just what's with Twitter, everybody? This is Zia, why I'm you're not so on smart. Twitter, guys. You're so smart. This is why you are never going to get fired because of Twitter. It's true, you and just, I have a very twisted sense of humor, and no one will ever know. Right, because it's just Instagram. It's just pictures. Yeah, it's just fine. pictures. Yeah, no jokes. Um, and you know, look, I, there have been a lot of people who've uh, been in defense of James Gunn. There's people a associated with the movies. There's a petition. Yeah, and you know, even the guy who started the petition says, like, I don't think this is going to change anything. But he just hopes that people will stop jumping the gun. And yeah. And you know I, what? I have to agree. Well, I, I do think it's bad that we're at a point now where things that you said in the past are going to be used against you. And it's also not fair to keep taking – and I see this happening not just with this but with everything um, because you can grow and become a different person. And condemning someone for something – even an opinion that they had years ago – is unfair because they could have easily changed their mind or learned something new or, you know, it's just they might not be the same person anymore. You yeah. can't keep going after someone for stuff they did in the past. That's insane. Not Marvel or comic book related at all, but a, a very comparable example is a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers was pitching in the All-Star game on Tuesday night. And literally while he's on the mound, these old tweets from uh, six, seven years ago uh, went out there. And in this instance... They were um, racist and homophobic. So, and that, legitimately racist and homo- homo- racist and homophobic. Sorry. Well, just some like LOL kind of stuff. So I think also jokes in poor taste, but it doesn't matter because you know again you can isolate it. Mm-hmm. And you know it, it's you have to really everybody has to do the due diligence. You know if you hire yeah. somebody, you need to go through all thousands of their tweets and see if there's any problems. I you think know? Soto here says always do background checks. He is right. Yeah. No, exactly. And I, I think that it's it, it's just – and look, apparently they did, and he apologized uh, back when Disney hired him. He apologized to Disney. But – and I guess people are upset because this was a groundswell of support due to a uh, conservative online personality. But, y- you know, the problem is, is that he did write them. You know, it's not that they trumped uh, – pun not intended, <laughs> that they trumped up something that he didn't actually do. He, unfortunately, he did. And yes, he was trying to be funny, but it's very easy to just like, well, look at all these. And, you know, you have to understand that they took like, I don't know, 12 tweets and they just made one big image and they're just, it was like hashtag walk away. Well, and constantly uh, taking things out of context. Yeah. Oh, it's completely out of context. That's not the point. Right. Is, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, go uh, ahead. In the booth, Tony B. Tony. Tony. I don't know. I don't know how, where, how this might come across, but I mean, I just, something, something about, something about this gives me a bad taste in my mouth. Like the fact that, um, I, I don't know. It just feels like Disney is kind of like bending bending its knee to uh to what was reported by this blogger um Micah Servich, I believe. Yeah, well there's a couple actually because yeah, there's he, uh, also this uh Jack Prosabiak is also involved and in, you know because I host a show called The Trump Report, I I'm familiar with who these people are, but right. most isn't Marvel he, TV weekly he, types probably don't. Also yeah. the same man who uh pushed for Gamergate and also Pizzagate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And oh, the fact Lord. that uh that Disney is is going off of what he said ends up firing James Gunn. It's it's pretty ridiculous I, to me. I don't I, know. Yeah. I, I think just it's feel like a, Disney dropped the ball on this I, one. I think I it's a bad precedent. I think that you just have to look at it from a, a business standpoint, and they just like anything that could cost them money and could hurt them. If they didn't act fast, I think they would rather fire him too quickly than have taken too long. I don't. 
agree with Disney doing it, but I completely understand it. I'm Dude, not saying really? that I would do it. Yep. Doesn't it go against what Disney like stands for with like most of the stories? It, 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 most of the st- stories it preaches about redemption in its own characters in the films that they talk about that That's they release point. to society. Like, isn't isn't it going against the morals that they try to teach society in the films that they produce? Uh, Anthony, you know the the genie's not real, right? I, I don't think that. I uh, know <laughs> you're making a good point, that. but I, a good I, point, I, they, that's yeah. not how they look. These are these money. are people that yeah that that count money and count more money, and they all just right, go ahead. Right. And you know, there's there was a popular meme going around uh, the last couple of days of you know who said worse things than James Gunn, Walt Disney. And uh, I'm actually gonna, you know, he he didn't say he didn't say worse things about children. He just said bad things about uh, unions and uh, you know. There's a people people kind of twist some of uh, what he said uh, about unions, but uh, anyway, uh, it's obviously not something that we can really do anything about. It seems unfortunate, and I don't know that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't work with him again. But it, it seems like he's out for Guardians Three, and there's already the questions of like, well, who do you replace him with? For me, the obvious choice is uh, Taika Waititi, who He's did yeah, Thor Ragnarok, because <laughs> he has the right sensibility yeah. for a Guardians movie. And I think that he would bring that humor and that lightheartedness that it needs. And yeah, he obviously has done a great job with that already. He, yeah. yeah, he did a great job with it in Thor Ragnarok, and yeah. I think he would definitely be able to do the tone uh, for the, uh, Guardians 3. So uh, I guess we will have to see, but uh, let us know what you think in the chat about all of this. Uh, yeah. If you, you know, and I'm honestly most interested in people who will say that Disney had to fire him because I think the majority of people are saying that it was wrong. So anybody in the chat, whether you're watching live or after the fact, you want to leave a comment. I'm interested in anybody who feels like they they had to do it. I'm not saying they had to do it. I just understand that it's a business and they made a business decision. Ah. Um, Zayas B. Lou. Yeah. Uh, He says, I'm not one of the fans who want to plug Taika. Um, I like him. I just don't want a huge comedy fest like we've seen lately with Marvel um, in their films. Well, yeah, I think Thor Ragnarok, Guardians 2, and Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, those are, I would say, the funniest movies. And, you know, look, there's something to be said for that, but I think the Guardians have already established. If you did a Guardians movie with, say, half as many jokes, people would be like, hey— what happened to the Guardians? Right. So it I think I think it's good to have the tone. And they, they balance it really well. I thought that there was good drama in both Guardians movies. And some of the best Guardians drama was in Infinity War. So uh, I don't know. I think we can see that. Yes, Anthony. I'd say I would have to disagree. I mean. <laughs> you think that the Guardians shouldn't be funny? No, no. I'd say, I, well, I feel like because. Well, I feel like the first Guardians had the right amount of funny and the right amount of heart. And I yeah. think I, I value yeah. heart in movies rather than valuing comedy. You need comedy. to have that balance. Yeah. And Absolutely. In, in Ragnarok, it just completely dropped the ball for me because really? they had no well, heart to I, it. I There's, have a friend, uh, uh, my friend, uh, Rob Lord, he's a friend, uh, mostly mostly an online friend, a friend through radio, but I know him. And he disliked that movie because he likes Thor so much and he didn't like seeing Thor turned into a clown. And I thought it was very funny. I thought it was a good tone for Thor. But I understand what he's saying. You, uh, Apart from the issues when Thor got turned into a frog, typically Thor is not the funniest character in the Marvel Universe. He's unintentionally funny. Yes. To me, personally. He's very, yeah, he's, <laughs> I find him unintentionally He's a frog funny, out like of him. water, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we can continue to talk about that in the weeks ahead. And, you know, 
Now, look, if for some reason Disney changes their mind and uh, James Gunn is back in, I would be glad to see that he's back. But, uh, you know, if not, we'll have to have the the search for who replaces him. I have Uh, an honorable mention. Yes. I like Tim Miller for that one. Uh, Worked on Deadpool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just, yeah, I just think that no, that would be a good fit. Like perfect a nice, tone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, we have a lot of news from Comic-Con. So, so we're going to dive into it. Oh. And, you know, when we were talking uh, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to Zia. It's just going to be the two of us. We'll figure the out suspects. what to talk about. Well, we don't have to worry. We have a lot to talk about in <laughs> the too. remaining time. And I want to start the most important piece of news. The Iron Fist panel, uh, we got a lot of information out of it, and the official trailer, teaser trailer for season two leaked, and for those watching on YouTube, you'll you'll see it as we talk. Uh, we uh, Don't play the audio, because I think that that's, the, that's how we uh, avoid getting in trouble, right, Anthony? We don't play we the audio. Right. We, yeah. we show it, but we don't play the audio. I'm going to so. show it right now. Perfect. Right now. Right now. <laughs> and uh, so you get to see uh, some cool stuff. You get to you know see Danny. Now, there is some footage that was shown in the panel that has not leaked out. And I don't I know, know why people didn't film didn't it. to see it. People didn't film it with their phones? They said put their phones. He said at the beginning of the panel, put your phones away. And everyone did. I'm disappointed. Guys. There had to be somebody in the back <laughs> with a phone. Come on. Right? Anyway, uh, among the things that we see in the other footage. Now, this footage here is cool. I like, look, I like watching Danny beat people up. Yeah. But in the footage that we don't have, he is wearing the yellow mask. Yes. So I'm very no excited. Way. Yes. yes. No way. He's got the yellow what? mask on. They're going to have him wear it. And you know, I was talking. Uh, I was talking to our friend uh, Frank Moran uh, from Box Office Breakdown a few moments ago before we started, and he was like, "You know, Iron Fist, you know, ha- could use some some good press. You got to get that yellow mask out there. You know, yeah. you should be showing it to people." And there's also people would lose it. There's also some great footage of uh, Misty Knight. And Colleen Wing teaming up daughters and kicking ass. We're getting it. The Daughters of the Dragon, exactly. I'm excited. The, the article I was reading from Hollywood Reporter said, could this mean that a Daughters of the Dragon show is around the corner? Let's hope. Yeah. You know, there's already talk that there's going to be a Hero for Hire show in addition to a Luke Cage and also in addition to an Iron Fist. So just keep them all coming. That's fine with me. Yep. Cool. Uh, we've already had Punisher spinoff from Daredevil, so let's just keep going with the spinoffs. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Funny also, story. there was also footage apparently of Colleen just beating up four dudes all by herself. Which I'm totally into. Oh, I'm totally into. I know it's like probably could have been eight. I I was also reading that, um, yeah, easily. Um, I was also reading that you see a little bit of her anger come out. And, you know, because of all the things that she's been through. So we're going to see a little bit of that, which I'm excited about. Because when she gets mad... Those fists start flying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in <laughs> fact, I think that's the that's actually the quote from uh, the actress who plays her, which is that basically you don't want to get Colleen angry. Yeah. Uh, a little piece of news about Iron Fist season two involves a piece of news that uh, if if our friend Michael Shirley were still here instead of in Tennessee, he would appreciate the fact that the actress Alice Eve has been cast. As Typhoid Mary, whom I know best as a villain from Daredevil, but she's a great character, and uh, I think that'll be uh, very interesting to see how uh, how that factors into uh, season two. So, from what we've seen and read, Zia, is your excitement for Iron Fist season two? 
exactly where it was before all this? Or are you a little bit more hyped up now? No, I'm more excited now. Yeah, absolutely. Because and and look, I'm one of those people that I actually enjoyed season one. You and you the, and me are it. That's I know it. we're the only ones. My fiance too. He liked it as well. All right, um, so that's it. Well, the yeah. three of us will, will binge season <laughs> and, two together. And the whole world, yeah. Um, so I I was already you know, went into it watching it. It wasn't one of, like, my favorite seasons that I was like, oh, my God, this is great. But I still enjoyed it. And those negatives that people saw as negatives, I didn't necessarily see as negatives. Because the way Danny was, I feel like we needed to see that in the first season. Yeah. And it's going to be so much more refreshing to see the Danny that we're going to get in the second season. Yeah, the, the Danny that we saw in Luke Cage yeah. and, to some extent, in Defenders. Right. He you needed know, that beginning story. Because you always have to remember that, you know, he basically disappeared when he was 15. And he's still, in a lot of ways, he's still 15. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing I left out is we have a date for season two. September 7th. September 7th. So I always, nice. I had... We talked about this a few weeks ago. I felt like Iron Fist was going to be the next season that we got, that we weren't going to get season three of Daredevil before we got season two of Iron Fist. But let's, all right, let's, let's, you know, let's have Matt stop waiting around. Let's get to Daredevil season three I'm once we get this. I'm ready for Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, which we will, talk, we will talk about that story a little yeah. later. Uh, so very excited. And if in the chat, let us know if this made you more excited for, I don't know that I could have been more excited, but my excitement level was so high and then I saw more. So I, it just reinforced my excitement. I knew that I was <laughs> right to be excited. And uh, that's how I feel. Uh, Anthony, did you see any of this stuff? Does it make you feel more excited about uh, about Danny Rand or you know, you're still like, Meh, same. You know what? You're my number one source for uh, Marvel TV news. Okay. And um, I just heard about it. We should be everybody's number one source for their yeah, Marvel guys. TV news. Isn't it just enough just to be mine? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it's true. It is enough. Anyways, um, what you said does has really piqued my interest. I I have not seen the original Iron Fist season. Oh, one. yeah. Right. I have seen everything else uh, apart from uh, Luke Cage season two because I'm at the time. But what you said makes me want to, you know, go back and watch it even if it is on the background i'll still watch it i want to go back you and just watch look it. up when there's fighting and you know look, <laughs> by the way one of the things that they, the worst well one of the things that they addressed was that i guess they they have a, a new uh, stunt coordinator mm-hmm. a new fight coordinator and they they know what it is that people complained about and again part of the problem that they did have is that finn jones was i think cast like last of the leads three weeks i think yeah. is all he had to train yeah. for that which and so i give the guy credit now Goodness. he's had like a year to train for yeah. season two so i feel like it's gonna be better and uh colleen wing the actress name is jessica henwick i i, I had jessica in my head but i always forget her last name i just wanted to uh, give her credit she's the one who said yeah you don't want to make colleen mad yeah. anyway very excited Super excited. Some to other tell you the people truth. agreed with us in the chat. They enjoyed season. They enjoyed season okay. one. Inkin TV, Ghost eight three eight six, Bria Goggins liked season one too. Thanks, guys. Great. Well, we're, we're glad to hear us. that. Yeah, yeah. Look, hashtag Team Danny. All Woo-hoo. right, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be all in and uh, for season two. Uh, there was another. So we already mentioned uh, Misty Knight will be a part of season two of Iron Fist. Which I'm also very into. Very exciting. Yeah. And that allows us to kind of weave away from Comic-Con for a moment and talk about the latest episode of Cloak and Dagger. 
because as we did indeed reference a few weeks ago, Detective O'Brien had worked in Harlem with Misty Knight, and they actually went far enough and they said, yeah. did I ever tell you about my friend Misty? Oh, I'll have to tell you sometime. Yep. And uh, I thought that this was a, another good episode of Cloak and Dagger. Um, at this point, Z, it's just never going to win you over, right? It's there, were, just... there were parts of this episode I liked. It's funny because there were moments in this episode when Tyrone was trying to trick the cop. When yep. he was you know, in his cloak uniform, he actually had it on. And he was, when he was doing that, um, and then at the end, when O'Brien comes home and her boyfriend's in the fridge. Yeah. So those were my two favorite parts of the episode. And <sighs> Favorite. <laughs> the guy in the fridge. All right. The season. So yeah, it's a good thing you're not on Twitter making jokes. That's, See, this yeah. is what I'm yeah. talking about. This is why I liked, you know, you know, it's just, it's too late for me. Yeah. Um, it's, so I, I thought if more of the show had more of that tone and more of that stuff going on, I possibly would have enjoyed it more, I think. I agree that I liked seeing Tyrone finally with the cloak <laughs> and finally able to use his power in, yes. in some kind of way that he can control it. Uh, the one thing that confused me, though, was that uh, Ivan Hess had no idea who they were at the end of the last episode. And at yeah. the beginning of this episode, he's like, hi, Tandy. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we need like a line, some ADR, something, something that explains how you know he didn't know them and now he does and it's not in the way where oh she just has told him her name no he remembers everything yeah and that was just like that was such a disconnect and i don't know if anybody in the chat noticed that and you know hey maybe somebody read something that uh made sense um i think the thing that i found hard to believe in this episode we're talking about episode eight of cloak and dagger it's called ghost stories was the fact that O'Brien was on board with the, well, I'm going to make him so think he's seeing a ghost. She's quickly. like, she's like, yeah, okay. And look, I get it. If he shows you he can do this thing, you're going to be like, well, that's weird. But also, you know, you kind of understand that they're in a universe or a world where they realize that people have these kind of abilities. But she was just so on board so quickly. Yeah, and she believed him immediately, yeah. which I found slightly slightly unbelievable that yeah. she immediately was like, yeah, I'm going to believe this just random kid that I know from this other girl who stabbed a guy. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But <laughs> sure. I, it's also the fact that he can sort of like cloak teleport. I guess you're like, all right, whatever, dude. We'll give it a try. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, I would... I have every indication that that uh, confession is uh, going to be inadmissible for a variety of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I I was surprised that they went in there and arrested him, to be honest with you. I, I thought he was just trying to mess with his head. Yeah. I didn't realize they were going to go in there with the intention of actually arresting him, because how would that hold up? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. There's only two more episodes of uh, Cloak and Dagger left. And uh, I did like there's a moment where uh, Tyrone and Tandy are with Tandy's mom and they both hold her hand. And yeah. I actually wasn't thinking about what was about what the fact that that would have happened. And then they see the dark side of her dad, Nathan Bowen. And uh, I thought uh, that was interesting. It was interesting. It felt very weird, though. Yeah, it, it felt, felt very like weird. He was this, and this nerdy and science man I'm, with his tucked in belt into his khakis who like backhanded his I'm wife. I'm also wondering if this, <laughs> you know, if maybe we'll find out that that's like. And look, it's never okay, but is it like the one time he hit her? And again, I'm not saying that it's okay, but right. maybe it's not a regular right. thing. Right, he didn't like actually beat his wife, it right. was just he, he exploded he, from yeah. stress or something, you know, which again doesn't make it okay. It but, doesn't make but, it but, okay, yeah. but you know, I see what you're saying. poor Hank Pym in the comic books got turned into a wife beater because uh, the, the artist misunderstood the instructions from the author, the writer, and uh, he literally smacks poor Janet Van Dyne the wasp in the face, and then it Oof. turned into a whole storyline. There's actually a trial and everything. 
because wow. it was yeah it was like a whack so wow. again it, it sometimes it just happens and we are not saying that it's okay we're just saying that maybe it's not what tandy's impression was but she's gonna take the money or i guess she took the money and she, she put did, it in yeah. the statue she already was, she was pissed yeah. after that i don't know she should come up with something other than you know, anytime she hides money you're always like you know it used to be in the ceiling at her mom's house you're like Somebody's going to find that. Uh, uh, Ivan Soto says here, um, Christian Zia, Ivan Hess doesn't remember Tandy and Tyrone from his trapped mind. He remembers Tandy from when she was a kid. Hmm. Is that what it was? That wasn't the way that that I interpreted it. But uh, Ivan, uh, you might actually be right. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I think that because they talk about how he was reliving the yeah, moment. They actually I talk thought. about that experience. Hmm. So you might be right and maybe I did not uh, watch it closely enough. Or maybe something happened that they're just not showing us. But again, show I, us please. I think that that's probably what it something. is. We're going to we're going to maybe need like a, you know, a web extra deleted scene or something. And yeah. there was a cloak and dagger panel at uh, Comic-Con and the main takeaway from that is that it has been greenlit for season 2. And uh, they're going to start production on it in the fall, so we'll see it next year. Uh, but I think that that's great. Uh, I know it's not Zia's favorite show, but this could be like another thing with Danny where you get the first season is kind of building it up. Maybe, and then next yeah. year, they're going to be Cloak and Dagger. Maybe and, it'll be better. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that. For me. Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed <laughs> it because I like the character so much. I think in season two, they actually, you get, when you can hit the ground and they're already Cloak and Dagger, I think that'll make for a better show. Let us know what you think in the chat. Uh, one of the things that there's uh, some excitement about is an animated series. This was another thing that came out of Comic-Con. And uh, there's this Marvel Rising show uh, that uh, will be on. But there's actually going to be, I guess, ahead of this full-length animated feature, Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. That'll be in the fall. But there's going to be <laughs> six f- four-minute <laughs> shorts that are going to be on Disney XD on August 13. And here's why I'm going to watch those. Because there's... Six four-minute shorts. So that'll basically be the length of an episode of uh, Marvel's Spider-Man on How Disney. Can you not? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. watch it, uh, and it's interesting because it includes uh, Ms. Marvel, who is a, a fan favorite, and somebody that I don't know if any of us quite get the appeal of. Uh, Z and I were just talking about her, Squirrel Girl. If anybody knows in the chat, please tell me because yep. am I missing something? You just tell us why Squirrel Girl she's, is so awesome. Yeah, she's been everywhere and I do not get it. Yeah, and uh, we'll also have Quake as voiced by Chloe Bennett from Agents of Shield, which will be great. Uh, Spider Gwen, who is not actually called Spider Gwen as we've talked about, apparently Ghost Spider, uh, Patriot. Uh, Tippy Toe and America Chavez. So uh, I think that this will be interesting. So the, oh, so these uh, six four minute shorts. It's called Marvel Rising Initiation, and they kind of want to tell us a little bit of a backstory before the uh, the big premiere. And uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I'm glad we're doing it. But uh, Zia, you had a thought about what your problem is with a team like this. Um, for me personally, I. I see what they're trying to do, and I don't like it. I, I personally don't like that we're segregating and doing an all-women show. Why do that? Right. I we're, think... just, we're just segregating it more instead of letting it be. And I never, I personally never thought that we had everybody's like, oh, finally, you know, f- female superheroes. I never thought we had a shortage of female superheroes. I grew up watching Storm and Rogue, and yeah. I mean, there was just a number that I thought was that I thought were awesome. The the X Men in the eighties. There were a few times where it was sort of 
you know, an industry joke of like, why don't you call them the X women? Because it was mostly females in Wolverine. Yeah. You know, there were a few different times where members got shifted around to other teams and it, it was predominantly, you know, and look, and great, strong women characters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they were also just great characters. It wasn't like, oh, they're women, so we got to put them in. It's like, no, they're just well-written characters with great superpowers and awesome backstories. And they work well within the storylines and it feels natural. Why are we forcing things? Right. And uh, I I let you have that opinion because it obviously <laughs> works better when it comes from you. Uh, I, I'm interested to see some of those characters. And you know what? Maybe one day Squirrel Girl is going to win me over. Maybe. So far it hasn't happened. I'll, I'll watch them. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, because they're four minutes. And DC, yeah, Ink and TV. DC has superhero girls as well. I know that's not what we cover. but No, there but there lot. absolutely are. Yeah. And, you know, inside in the Marvel comic books, there isn't a problem with having more female characters. The Marvel Cinematic Universe will not have had a female standalone movie until uh, Captain Marvel in March. But let's be fair by way of comparison, you know, DC only had Wonder Woman last year, you know, so it's like there haven't been like a ton of these other ones, you know, and it's it, it look, it's a problem with the industry of just having the movie industry of having female led movies, action or otherwise. And you just have to basically can be convinced that you can make money. And look, Wonder Woman made a lot of money. All of a sudden, the Black Widow movie gets fast tracked. Wonder so, Woman made a lot of money because Wonder Woman was a good movie. Yes, exactly. It was just a good movie. And and you're just like, oh, so if we make a good movie, yeah. maybe people will see it. Come on, guys. Uh, there's some more stuff to talk about from Comic-Con, but uh, I want to visit with our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez on my phone because we were not able to figure out how to format it to play. But she took the time to film this lengthy 45 second video. So for those watching on TV, it's going to or on. Well, maybe on TV, you can watch YouTube on your TV. I do sometimes or on your laptop or on your phone. It's going to look weird because you're going to see me holding my phone. But I'm going to put it right up to the microphone so we can hear what Amy had to say because she was at Comic-Con and Carrie's there, too. But uh, Amy had a little bit of time to film this for us. I had an idea. You had an idea. I'm going to zoom it in all the way. So just hold it out. I'm going to zoom in. You're going to zoom that camera in. All right. So I'm going to put it here, but it still has to go by the microphone. All right. All right. We're going to do it. Do it. <laughs> and now I got to look at it so that I can do it. Because I, I pushed it like eight times. Here it is. Oh, no. Hi, guys. I am in San Diego for San Diego Comic Con. We are wrapping up. Things have been crazy. There's been a lot of Marvel TV news that dropped. Clark Gregg is coming back to direct another episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'm excited about that. Chloe Bennett was part of two different panels, Marvel Rising and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Lots of movie news as well, which I'm excited about. Venom, I actually <laughs> didn't get to speak with anyone from Venom, but I did get to speak to some of the directors from uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and they're so fun. They're so excited. Um, yeah, The Gifted, getting ready for season two. I'm just excited about all things Marvel-related, so I will see you guys later. Hope you guys are having a fan... Thanks, Amy. Thanks for filming that and letting us know. And yes, I wanted because I know how excited Amy is about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I wanted to let her break that little piece of news. That's great that uh, Clark Gregg is going to direct the season six premiere and uh, all the coverage and everything you read about it is like, oh, that's great. He's going to be around to direct. 
because it sure looked like Colson. Dyke Colson's not dead. It's, I'm sure he's going to be around. Not that I saw that. It's just he's fine. He, they'll figure it out. He, he's going to be fine. He's going to be with us. And also we read that Deke was promoted. The actor plays Deke. But Deke was promoted to series regular. And uh, we only have to wait about a year for uh, season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but uh, so I was glad to see that there was definitely some good news about that there. Uh, Amy referenced into the Spider-Verse. So uh, there was some new footage from that, Anthony, if you can play a little of that while we talk about it. And uh, I, this is a Miles Morales Spider-Man. Uh, it is not Peter Parker. So excited for this. I am excited because it's different. And uh, the style is really kind of cool. And we've I seen this before. Like this style. Yeah, yeah, this sort of like almost... 3D. It's not 3D, but it's like it's sort of this textured style yeah. of animation, and uh, I think it looks really cool. And it's interesting. I like that we're getting this whole Spider Verse approach, and this is the way that if you're going to try and get Miles into some form of movies, you got to do it animated. And I think that that's been discussed on this show before. That uh, it seems like a great a great way to introduce moviegoers and you know non comic book readers to the character of Miles. And so we're going to see a number of Spider-Men because it is the Spider-Verse and uh, I believe Spider-Gwen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all sorts of uh, it, all sorts of indication, uh, inter- iterations, not indications, iterations. I, I thought I heard um, that uh, uh, the, the, my, one of my favorites that I heard of is uh, Spider-Man Noir is going to be played by uh, Nick Cage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was pretty, the pretty psyched for that. And, yeah. And I know that I'm, I might be in the minority here, but I really, um, the Nick, not Nick Miller, the actor who. Jake Johnson. Yeah. Is Jake a Johnson. Fantastic, is, yeah. I love him. He's so Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be Spider Man. He plays Peter Parker, who's an older Spider Man. Yeah. With, a, with a little, he said the chubby Spider Man. Like a bummy. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm actually kind of it. excited to see that. And yeah. Is, is, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Is Jake Johnson the actor from New Girl? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's great. He's, he's Nick, yes. Nick Miller. He's great. That's why my yeah. brain was Nick, Nick Miller. Miller. Yeah. yeah. He's great. As uh, the idea that he would be this sort of older Spider-Man, I think is great. It's perfect. So yeah. there's so much. I don't know. This is just such a, a different kind of story. Yeah. It looks different. I'm very interesting. I in this. think that uh, this is going to be pretty great. Uh, I'm uh, excited about it, and it's sort of like something that's largely been below the radar until really a couple months ago, and now we're getting to see a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited. I will definitely be seeing it in theaters. Oh yeah, I yeah, definitely don't absolutely. want to wait. And of course, then they show Spider Gwen at the at Which the end here. She yeah. was on my my list of of awesome, um, and and I, I don't know that much about her either. I just really like her costume. Most people don't know much about her. They just saw that and it's like I she's just, got a hood. Yeah, it's she, cool. I love the hood. Yeah. The so white, that awesome. is some exciting Spidey news. Uh, and I just want to take a moment. We're going to talk a little bit about the what will for about a month be the only ongoing Marvel property on television, which is. Marvel's Spider-Man on Disney XD, and we thought we were going to talk a lot about that uh, this week. And then, of course, as it turns out, there's a million stories out of San Diego Comic-Con. Because the whole thing was that Marvel's not really at Comic-Con. They're saving it. They always save it for D23. 
But there was a ton of Marvel news that came out anyway. Yeah. So uh, I can, you know, I guess basically what it is is that they were saving Avengers 4 and Captain Marvel for D23. Which is fine because we get all the little yeah. st- I can wait for that. Yeah. I don't mind. No, I, that's fine. I was yeah. excited to find out when Iron Fist was coming out. Uh, but uh, I, so I watched a few episodes of uh, Marvel's Spider-Man and Disney XD. It I watched is three. Definitely for kids. Yeah. 100% okay. for kids. How do you agree with me on that um, one? I also didn't. Because I didn't see the first season at all, so I started with the second season so that we could talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And I saw that Miles Morales was on the show. I didn't know for sure until like three episodes in that he is also Spider-Man on the show. I did. I just thought that was like, is he just his friend? That's what I thought also. Yeah. And then yeah. you see him as Spider-Man, like, this is great. We got two Spider-Men. Two Spider-Man. This is what I want. I yeah. actually saw the episode in season one where he gets his powers, and oh. it's like the most. It was kind. Of, I don't know. It's kind of annoying. I don't know. I'm not really too familiar with the character in the comics. The Miles Morales yeah. version. Yeah, I, I, yeah. that's definitely after yet. my time. But yeah. I, I know people who are excited about it. And yeah. Go ahead. The, Sorry. the way they played him in the show was like he was just like a like a really like really irresponsible goofball. Who just like I got these powers? I'm gonna go like beat up these kids that oh, were bullying no. me earlier today. And Peter's like, "No, you well, can't do that anymore." With great power comes I, great responsibility. Yeah, it's like right, the, the whole but, episode is Peter trying to like teach him. But yeah, Peter also had to learn that the hard way. Exactly, because Peter was a was a jerk when he got his powers. You know, the this, the guy who goes on to kill Uncle Ben just runs right by him. He's like, "Hey, not my problem." So yeah. you know, that's why with sure. great power comes great responsibility. So. Anyway, uh, so we'll talk more about this uh, in the weeks. What I like about this show more than anything is the characters that we get to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we saw Silver Sable in an episode. Uh, Ms. Marvel's in an episode. Doc Ock. And, yeah, Doc Ock. And uh, let's see. Oh, Black Cat was in the, the yeah. first episode. So uh, I don't know. I like getting to see these characters. It's and, cool. You know, these, there's obviously a lot of talk about the Silver and Black movie being in development for Sony. So these are characters that they definitely want to kind of be out there. And uh, I don't know. I think I think it's uh, I think it's good. I still feel like it's a little old for my three year old. I don't quite know when he can watch it, but I'm just like, when can six, he watch Spider Man? Yeah, seven. yeah. I, I think years, that's actually yeah. the rating that it has is the TV seven. You know yeah. what I don't like about it though is, and this is probably because it's for kids. I the art style. I don't like the was, art style because it doesn't say comic book or yeah. Spider Man to me. No, it, it it's like then, the manga Japanese animation style. What do you think, Anthony? Do you no, like? I was it? about to say it's the most disappointing art style yeah. I think out of most. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man uh, shows, and I've seen a lot of Spider-Man shows, no, the, even like the MTV one that that was on for a while, and that was like 3D, like cell shaded kind of looking I thing. Did not see that one. Yeah, no, they, I didn't even see they, that. They one. had that, and like, and also, oh, wait, I don't the, know if that the was Ultimate cool, Spider-Man but. series from a few years ago, I thought had a, had great yeah, animation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you. That was much better, but like again, that was a bit too kiddish because I also hated the whole like the cutaways to jokes and stuff. Yeah. But I did uh, really appreciate the the uh, the cameos in that show as well. Yeah, because. The the Sorry. the one that I saw oh yeah Vulture was Vulture in an was episode in there. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah but with the uh, Ultimate Spider Man I mean you would see Nova and Iron Fist and you know you got Power to see Man, Power which, yeah. yeah yeah so if this show does that I think that'll uh, be a nice compliment to it but 
Anyway, we'll talk more about that in the month of August when it's the only Marvel TV that, <laughs> I that we have. Rank, I want to rank all the like Spider-Man uh, that, animated. That's a okay, we will idea. do. We will do that. We'll do a whole episode of that on There's August. There's a lot of them. If, if I forget, yeah, but you, know, you have to count the one from the '60s, the one with the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever Spider can. Yeah, we need to start with that one. Okay, that is going to oh, be cool. one of the worst. But <laughs> Spider-Man is Amazing Friends is going to be ranked way too high for me because I watched it when I was a kid and I loved it, even though I know it's not. That's great. okay. That's okay. It, it, there's some good. There's some good stuff in there. Anyway, uh, so we'll talk more about Spider-Man TV in the weeks ahead. Yeah. Uh, but we stay sort of in the Spider Verse for a movie that will not actually feature Spider-Man. So we're told. I still feel like there's going to be a cameo of Tom Holland at some point, maybe at the end of the movie. But uh, Venom, we got some more footage from Venom, uh, an actual trailer. And it's interesting because it's sort of like if you read current day Marvel comics, Venom is, uh, uh, you know, he's a little bit more anti-hero vigilante type than than villain because he was just flat out villain mm-hmm. before and in amazing spider-man number 800 venom actually helps peter parker beat the combination of carnage and the green goblin this is very convoluted i realize but the the black symbiote actually goes back to peter parker for the first time in like 500 issues and it was actually kind of a cool thing to read in the comics so anyway I have to check this out yeah amazing spider-man 800 800 <laughs> it's like, okay it's got a it's like 80 pages and it costs like 10 do- it costs like 10 dollars <laughs> so uh you you know or worth it. i could let you borrow mine uh anyway uh so i think it's interesting that we're getting sort of this uh i don't want to call him a good guy but we can we can play some of the footage while we talk a little yeah, bit about it I, uh, I think it's it's interesting i like this idea and uh it'll be i don't know i think it'll be interesting to see how you tell the venom story without spider-man obviously you don't need him uh i think it it would have helped yeah. <laughs> but uh i yeah. was very very iffy on this when i saw the first trailer i yeah. was like this could go either way but the more i'm seeing about it the more i'm I'm getting a little more excited. i think that it might not be bad I, I gotta say like the whole spider-man not being there like you can't have another hero beat up the hero in the film that we're yeah. watching you know like that doesn't make any sense so i'm like totally Absolutely fine funny. with having spider-man just be complete out completely out yeah of i, I think i i think if you're not going to have a minute, don't have a minute. And here's the thing. It's like, you know, he's sort of like an anti-hero, but there's definitely worse powers at work here. There's you can kind of see there's a there's some sinister goings on at this company. Yeah. Uh and also I think that uh it, Tom Hardy is a great actor. Oh, so I think he, you know, the, even if I had more misgivings about this movie, the fact that he's in it, I'm like, I would be inclined to check it out. And you know what? The look they the 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 venom that they created, yeah. I'm actually very impressed with that. Yeah, have you seen that picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When God. when we finally That's get so around good. to seeing him, and you know, I like that we hear the venom voice talking to mm-hmm. him in the course of this trailer. And uh, I don't know. I mean, and this is coming out in October. Yeah. Also, I completely forgot it was that soon. So this is coming out so before yeah, yeah. Spider Verse. We have so much Spidey-related things Yay. that I wasn't even ready for. What were you going to say, Anthony? Oh, just a fun fact. It, it, it's actually Tom's voice as well. Tom Tom Hardy's voice. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Of, of I didn't Venom. realize that. Yeah. Oh, that's very and cool. And he also is quoted in the interview saying because this is actually a rated R film, um, saying that you will see Venom 
bite heads off. <laughs> oh no, they they said we that need in to. the thing. Yeah, which yeah, I am which so is excited fantastic. about. Fantastic. Yes. And I I want to see Venom just tear people apart, and that's yes. that's even if I. If I see that just for a couple of scenes, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think that that's the Venom we need to see. You know, if doing a standalone Venom movie, having it be R-rated, I think is, I don't know, I think it's going to work in a lot of different ways. And uh, I have been a little bit unsure about this project until this trailer. Mm -hmm. But uh, as we see right now, if you're looking on YouTube, we just saw the Venom face. I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. This one did it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this put it over the top for me too so uh, we will check that out in october uh so that's some footage that we got and for longtime viewers of this show marvel tv weekly you know that we've had kind of a complicated relationship with the gifted <laughs> and uh m- myself and our former regular panelist michael shirley most weeks we would talk about how much we hated the gifted we just flat out disliked it Look, i couldn't even watch it but it built really the last few episodes, probably the last six episodes, they started telling a different story and they built really well because they didn't know if they were going to get picked up. This trailer for season two that we can start playing uh, really anytime will play for those watching on YouTube. I think that for the most part, what they've got going on looks cool. And I don't know if they've isolated the only special effects in the whole season, but it looks like they're spending a little bit more money. And that was part of the problem with the show was that they didn't use the powers enough. They weren't going up against powered people. And I agreed with Michael about Polaris in most of the season. She just was such a she was just such a drip. She's kind of a lame character. She's such a cool character in the comics and we're starting to see that with her kind of joining the Hellfire Club. So we're going to have the Hellfire Club, the Inner Circle. But what I'm most excited about is that we're going to be introduced to the Morlocks, who are the underground sewer-dwelling mutants who are a little bit more extreme cases of mutants. You know, they're the kind that can't really hide out in public. They don't They don't look as good. Right. I mean, you're, you know, you've got your Nightcrawler in your comic book X-Men, but he was able to put on a hat and a coat and, I guess, hide because his skin was dark. Yeah. But you have people that are a little bit more disfigured. They don't. They don't blend into society. So I'm very excited that we're going to get to see the Morlocks. I might watch it just for that, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, (laughs) here's what I'll say is when season two of The Gifted starts, they'll do a nice recap. You could probably just jump in there. Just skip season one. Yeah, you go ahead and skip season one. There's things I liked towards the end of it, uh, sort of the realization of uh, the brother-sister combination at Lauren and Andy. And uh, I I look forward to kind of seeing where the story goes. They made it look really cool. And uh, I love that Thunderbird is on the team. And, you know, I think we're going to get to see we're going to see a lot more. And I think that they realized, you know, look, we talk, said the same thing about Iron Fist. They realized what people had criticisms going in to season one. And uh, I think that they're addressing a lot of that and they're going to do something about it uh, in season two so i don't know I so appreciate that. Y- you feel like you'll check it out yeah Zia? possibly i mean especially if i can just skip over season one yeah um we get to see some warlocks so that's just my childhood being like ooh, yes <laughs> i want to see i that. mean if there's not a callisto then they've done something wrong yeah. you know we need to see and you know in the panel for the gifted people asked about some of the mutants that they wanted to see in season two somebody asked about wolverine and they said no well, but of course not. you will see you know you won't see the characters from the movies but you'll see some very familiar faces so uh, i'm always excited to just see how they pull off you know those sorts of things yeah uh so obviously uh there 
is so much news about Marvel TV and movies uh, going in to uh, and out of Comic-Con. Uh, we'll talk about a couple more comic book things. And uh, I don't know. I assume, Anthony, we're going to have to wrap up uh, after that because I see now what time it is. But uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. That was fast. That, that was, was so really fast because we had so much to talk about. Yeah. We had a topic that I don't think we're even going to get to today. In yeah, fact, I, I know we're not going to get to it, so we're going to save it. Notes. We'll but save we'll, it we'll do it for next time. week and yeah. we'll let uh, Amy and Carrie join in. So, oh, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. So we're not going to be selfish and keep the topic all to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so just very quickly, there was a panel, uh, you know, Marvel will sometimes, you know, partner with this company IDW to do a series for younger readers. They have a, a Star Wars, which, you know, Marvel obviously being part of Disney, they have the rights to Star Wars comic books. But there's a series for younger readers, a Star Wars uh, for IDW. And yes, I have looked at that to see if it's good for my my son because they had a free comic book day issue. So, you know, always uh, trying to see how I get it to work. So uh, there's going to be some series starting in November for what they call middle grade readers. So it'll be interesting because there'll be a Spider-Man series and it'll feature Peter, Miles and Spider-Gwen. I like that because okay. then it's like, it's like, hey, kids, look. Spider-Man for everybody. Yep. You know, <laughs> you might look like one of these, you know, so <laughs> yeah, odds are, odds are this is good for you. Uh, and uh, there'll be an Avengers series with uh, Captain Marvel be on the Avengers, of course, You're always planning ahead towards the next movie. And there will be a Black Panther series. So, you know, just sort of a little aside. But the final thing that I want to talk about is I'm very excited about they announced a series of Marvel Digital Originals. And for fans of the Netflix series, these characters are all going to sound very familiar yeah. because there is an aforementioned The Daughters of the Dragon. Great. I'm all in on that. I want to see Misty and Colleen, you know, just kicking as much ass as possible. Absolutely. There is also an ongoing Iron Fist series and a Luke Cage series. So it's literally all these characters that uh, we've had this year from Netflix. And uh, I like the idea that these are digital comics because, you know, they're designed to be digital comics and they make very clear that these are part of real continuity from the printed books that come out, you know, in the comic book store. So these aren't, you know, some like alternate reality, whatever kind of nonsense, digital only. These are going to tie into the printed comics. And uh, I don't know, I think I, I'm I'm intrigued by the idea of having digital originals. What do you think, Zia? Oh, I'm excited about it. Because um, also I was going to bring up, have you ever read comics on your laptop yes well i've done it on actually the ipad that you're using right now to read the chat yeah. i've used it for that and i've used it for the the laptop yeah i've read uh, i've read some uh, amazing spider-man issues and i've read actually I've read a bunch of different things it's yeah awesome and just as you click over it goes from scene to scene yeah i like when they slides move like that so yeah. effortlessly and you get to really see everything which i just like because it's less chaos for my eyeballs yeah <laughs> and i can just you, look at one at a time you you know where you you know exactly where you need to also, focus yeah also one of the things like i said i've been reading the dark phoenix uh on my ipad yes um i showed i showed uh, uh christian i asked him do you ever like take snapshots sh shots of like your favorite frames that you see just like on the while, while reading and that's what i do too and you're able to like take a snapshot and then you're able to crop the image and then you just have that picture like right there in your yeah. ipad that's forever. awesome also, the fact that I've been watching uh, Marvel's Spider-Man from Disney XD, I was watching it on my phone, did a couple of screen grabs of some uh, fun Spidey action, because I was like, oh, it'll be fun to have. Yeah. So uh, there you go. You can get you can get some free images. But yeah, that's kind of cool to do that. So uh, I'm excited about that. And again, there's something appealing about digital 
books because they're not going to take up physical space. See, and I'm surprised at myself for even having that opinion because normally I do not. I'm a book person. I am definitely I a book love person. Books. Uh, I'm also an old man, so I like to get my music <laughs> on CDs because I like to open it. And I like to look at it and you see look at and the read. Covers, well, I like to look at the, the cover. Songs, I like to read about it. Yeah. I I'm, I'm not an idiot. I don't same. like vinyl, but I like to. I like to open up. It's because a CD you can put into your iTunes. That's why it's a, it's yeah. a logical. But anyway, so I like having physical things too. I like having books. I've never read a book on a Kindle. No, I had a Kindle, I. and I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. No. But I like the idea of these digital only comics because it's the only way to read it. Yes. Uh, anyway, we just blew through so much news. We might need to dive back into some of it next week yeah, and, and kind of uh, reabsorb. We'll also find out some of the things that both Amy and Carrie were able to see and do while they were down there. And uh, obviously, if there's anything that jumps out of the chat, uh, let us know, Zia, before we uh, wind everything up. Go ahead. Ivan said Mr. Jip will be in Cloak and Dagger season two, yes. which I, that's awesome. And uh, he also said, Ivan also said that um, Bridget O'Reilly will become Mayhem in season two, which I also kind of had a feeling was going to happen. Yeah, I, I felt like we were going to yeah. get that. Uh, there was a Legion panel, by the way, and there wasn't any real news about it because they couldn't really it's talk too, about it. I feel it. like it's too far away. It's too far away, yeah. and it's all too uncertain. I think, you know, Dan Stevens didn't even know. Like, he learned things while they were talking. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, so I'm just pointing out that that's why we're not really talking about yeah. it. Uh, but anyway. Uh, all right. So that was fun. And uh, I'm exhausted, but I'm so excited. Yeah, so much. I think that's why I'm exhausted because I'm so excited. I've had, I've sort of had all of this stuff to be excited about. And you know, look, this is just the Marvel stuff out of Comic Con. There's a lot of other stuff too. But anyway, yeah. uh, So we will be back next week. We will talk about some of these things and more. We will at that point we'll have the penultimate episode of Cloak and Dagger. So uh, we're almost almost done with season one of that already, and uh, so much more. But uh, like I said before, if you're watching after the fact, go ahead and leave a comment down below. You can also give us a like, subscribe on iTunes, and always let us know what you're thinking. Rate and comment. That always helps us with the show. But until uh, next week, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KristenDMZ. And Zia, not on Twitter because we already talked about what kind of trouble you get into. But where do people find you? You can find me on Instagram um, at Zia underscore lands because that's just what I'm going to go by now, guys. And also, Zealand. Zealand, yeah. And uh, if you feel so inclined, I will also be on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. doing Castle Rock. Oh, oh, the uh, Stephen nice. King universe. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that show. Has that show premiered yet? No. Okay, no, no, great. Because that's like is the first show. Great. I'm actually looking yeah. forward to that. I think that's going to be great. Uh, and by the way, let's not forget in the booth, Anthony at Tony B Tony Hey-o. underscore. Heyo. And uh, thank you for uh, helping us out. Uh, you know, Anthony, you're always welcome to talk, but I, I'm glad that you saw that there's only two of us and you felt comfortable uh, joining into the conversation. So thank you for your help, too. Yes. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, <laughs> where would we be without you? And thank you to uh, Amy for sending a video and uh, letting me hold it up to the <laughs> to the microphone. Anyway, we will be back next week. Same time, same channel. That's at 10 Pacific on Sunday. Until then, Excelsior! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! 
expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.